Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we are mm-hmm. going to review a film called Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel is what we call Superman. It stars Henry Cavill as Clark Kent slash Cal-El slash Superman. I have to remind you of the mm-hmm. film about the beginnings of Superman starring Christopher, Christopher Reed, Reed yeah. many, many years ago. What a delight that was. It was funny. It was exciting. It was clever. Very, very clever. It also had two guys who were pretty good actors, Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman. <laughs> yes. This ain't that movie. Nope. It certainly is not. Not on any level. We start out on the planet Krypton, where the head of Krypton... Jor-El, who is played by Russell Crowe, Oscar winner, he has decided that the planet is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. He wants to send his child off into space, hoping that he can find someplace else to live. But <laughs> he is threatened for mm-hmm. doing that by the bad guy of the film, General Zod, yes. played by Michael Shannon. Who's very good, by the way, I think. Yeah, he is very good in a kind of ridiculous role. Anyway, so the little boy goes flying off into space. We see a lot of space stuff, as we did in all the Star Trek movies and the Star Wars movies. He winds up, of all places, in Kansas. Mm -hmm. He is found by the Kent family. Martha Kent, played by Diane Lane. Yeah, we call her Ma Kent. Ma Kent, exactly. Pa Kent. Pa Kent is played by another Oscar winner, Kevin Costner. They have no idea about this kid. They don't know why he is so strong. They try to raise him to be a good kid. He winds up, Clark Kent, as an adult, basically an itinerant laborer. Mm-hmm. We find him working on an oil rig, which of course blows up. Of course, he single-handedly saves everybody on the oil rig by lifting the whole thing out of the water <laughs> with one hand. Nobody understands how he did this. He's very, very anxious to find out yeah. where he got all this strength, why he has powers not of this earth. He eventually finds out because General Zod and his bad guys, who don't have a place to live anymore because Krypton has been destroyed, they wind up thinking about invading and overtaking Earth. Including Kansas. Including Kansas. There's only one person who can Uh possibly stop them, and three guesses who that might be. And this is the most dreary, serious, dark and frankly, an interesting movie about any superhero that I have ever seen. You know, Les, the fun of the original Superman can be distilled into a simple sentence. Clark Kent morphs into Superman, and we get to see that change in this unlikely, clumsy, awkward guy who's a newspaper man. Suddenly he goes into a phone booth, and he comes out in the red cape. He is Superman, and he does all kinds of wonderful feats. That's what made the movie great. There was comedy in the original. There was entertainment. There was a lightness of spirit in that movie. This picture is pompous. It is grandiose in its themes. It's melodramatic. And finally, it's as dull as an unpolished piece of steel. It really, (laughs) really doesn't work. Now, the other reason I feel that the movie is a mess is because the story jumps back and forth the first hour where we follow the life of young Superman, Kal-El, up there on the planet Krypton. Then all of a sudden, he's a teenager. 
Then we go back and we find him as a young boy wandering in the fields of Kansas, talking to Ma and Pa Kent. Then we find him becoming an adult, and then we see him again doing these feats of strength, but we don't know exactly why because he doesn't know why. We are then subjected to these lectures from Kevin Cosner. Oh, my. The lectures, and He oh, does the, the best that he can with this terrible script. Oh, he's very, he's very good in almost everything, but boy, but he boy. falls short in this one. Well, he tells him that you have to be a hero inside before you can be a hero to the rest of the world. Yada, yada, yada. We've heard this kind of dialogue before. This is a really boring, boring two and a half hours. I am shocked that they allowed this movie to go on as long as it did. Long movie. Zack Snyder, who directed this mess, seems to be following in the footsteps of Christopher Nolan. He seems to be wanting to do what that director did to Batman, which was to imbue it with a sense of darkness. Superman, let's face it, folks, is a comic book hero. I don't care about his backstory. I'm not interested in what makes him a superhero. He's not a real person. So what do I care about? I'm interested in young Thomas Edison. I'm interested in young Abe Lincoln. I'm interested in any of the greats. I like their childhood. Superman's childhood? I really don't care. Well, there's too much of his childhood. There's too much of his itinerant labors. There is a romance that they try to gin up. This is before he becomes a newspaper man, of course, between Clark Kent and the crack reporter Lois Lane. Lois Lane, of course, played by Amy Adams here. Thankless role for poor Miss Adams. Absolutely no chemistry between them. Let me say something nice about Henry Cavill. He's shockingly handsome, mm-hmm. and he's not bad in this film. No, he's I mean, not. He does the best he can. This is an awful script. Terrible movie. Zack Snyder, you know, he directed another film that was a huge hit that we both hated, 300, several years yes, ago. Yes, that's right. I'm just tired of this whole film. By the way, didn't you find the last half hour almost unbearable? We have seen so many movies that feature explosions and destruction, and that's all the last half hour is. I really couldn't wait for the credits to roll on this movie. I thought it was just unbearable all the way through. And I kept thinking, you know, Superman has great talents and he's known for being a skilled hero. I wish some of his skills had included rewriting and editing. (laughs) You know, there is a half hour fist fight between Superman and General Zod. They kept throwing each other through the air and they crash into skyscrapers. Of course, the skyscrapers crumble because these two guys are so strong. But who cared? Exactly. It just got silly. I know. It was dreary and then it got silly. I agree. Nowhere to go. The other thing was I wanted to see Clark Kent, the reporter. That, for me, is the fun of this movie because that makes it much more of a contemporary piece of work to talk about the end of journalism, for example, or his being aced out of a job or whatever the current issue could be. They could certainly contemporize this movie and made it far more interesting. Instead, we get a shot of Superman, KLL, now as the reporter in an elevator at the very end of the movie. The very end of the movie. And I want to say they missed an opportunity for a great joke because if they had had any guts, they would have had him say, the name's Kent, Clark Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Then I would have said the movie was almost worth it. 
<laughs> almost, almost. I'm sorry. I have to give this movie, Man of Steel, a red light. It is a sinking piece of kryptonite. <laughs> oh, boy, Anne. Well, I didn't like it very much either. Obviously, I'm going to give it a red light also. If you're going to do a Superman movie, there are things you must do to make it a decent film. And for me, and obviously for you, Anne, this doesn't make it. Nope. Therefore, two red lights for Man of Steel. Oh, well, we're going to be back to review another film, hopefully not another three-hour film. <laughs> uh, I hope you'll all come with us. Until that time, my name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that... You don't worry about flying through the air. Just get in the car, driving down to the movie theater, get some popcorn, and have a great time at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>